Well, hello there and welcome to the all-new Heed Army podcast. It's still the awful banter, and uh, plus you get to see our ugly mugs. But um, this is how we're going to be broadcasting in the future. Um, this is a light version because we haven't got the full subscription yet, but we will be able to play out um, uh, video interviews and clips and things throughout the show. And also, um, if you do want to send a message and leave it on the, the actual video here. We can bring it up on the screen with this say, like this test one here from whoever we're using. Um, but if you do send a message, we can bring it up on the screen. And um, in future, we won't just be broadcasting on Facebook. We will be doing it on YouTube as well simultaneously. So if people have the um, option to stream it on the TV, they can do. So, yes, this is the new Hiyomi podcast. And um, say, we've also got other great news that our sponsors northern print solutions are going to extend for another season so we are going to be able to continue bringing you the coverage that we do so uh, it's fantastic but mickey um what a week um two wins against two sides in the top three um i personally didn't see that happening did you um not really i was expecting a much much tougher game from uh from the Southport game, and the Gloucester game last night. I mean, it was a scrappy first half, but second half kind of fault the lads. I mean, they dug in the first half really well, because it was Gloucester pressing everyone back really, wasn't they? And then the second half would come out and done the business. I mean, uh, Danny Greenfield scored a bit of a... Bit he of certainly a... did. I mean, it, we, we, I mean, we're going to be speaking to... We've got a couple of guests joining us who will be joining us live on the screen. We've got um, Mark Carruthers joining us, and we've also got um, James Rushmore, who is the man that um, is the cameraman for the stream and all the highlights, of course, and he does a fantastic job. So if you've got any messages for them, please do send them in. And just to illustrate how we can change and do things on this version of the Heed Army podcast, by magic, Sam Pendleton, he sent us a message for Evening Lads, fantastic week for the Heed, Jed Garner, Hattrick Hero. So thank you very much. And uh, we will be able to do a lot of things like this with bells and whistles on this on the podcast. So uh, as I say, keep sending your messages and we can put them up on screen like that. So a uh, big thank you to Sam for uh, sending a message. You can do it. Please just, Sam, by the way. You can still message us on uh, Twitter at heed underscore army, but preferably we'd like you to do it on here and um, we can put your message on screen. And um, also as well, it's a lot easier for us to have you on air with us, as you'll see. Uh, when we have guests coming on throughout the show and um, say we can have anyone in from around the world live joining us like this and all you need is your laptop and um, your mobile phone or, or either or I mean me and Mickey have got one mics here just to try and make it sound a bit better Mickey's is just off screen there but um, we did a test yesterday or the other day wasn't it uh, and um, yeah. it worked just, just as well on a mobile phone or a laptop so, see your Mrs. Wonder past in the background <laughs> She's um, getting a glass of water. At least um, she hasn't been that noisy yet. Yet, but um, as I say, it was start off with yesterday's game. Uh, we're gonna, we'll get into depth a bit more with um, with uh, Mark Carruthers. Apparently, the sounds good and the video is good. Elaine was just checking in the other room. Um, you know, a fantastic performance and um, well, say, fantastic, fantastic result. The performance in the first half wasn't the greatest. Second half, we dug deep and we, we got a bit more rubber the green and things were coming off for us. But, um, you know, against the side top of the league, um, you've got to be happy to come away with a win and a clean sheet at home. Definitely. I mean, um, I thought the, 
battled well. I mean, considering they were being closed down a lot. Um, Ross had obviously done the homework on work and thought, well, if we stop them playing out, and to a large extent of the first half they did. I mean, even though they did, I can't remember too many, Harrison having too many saves to make. No, he I mean, wasn't. It was a very scrappy first half, wasn't it, to be fair? I mean, well, in, in either game, obviously, we were talking about the two games this week, Southport and the Costa game, uh, you know, Harrison come in, um, probably, obviously, the club kept it quiet about the injury about Montgomery and Harrison Mill come in under the radar and just everyone found out when he started the game. And um, no, he, he did nothing wrong. Um, maybe not tested as much, but, you know, I mean, he has to, he can only deal with what's come at him and he dealt with everything superbly. He's never put a foot wrong for me, David. Yeah, uh, fine. To be fair, he's done, uh, in the two games he's played, he's, he's done nothing wrong. Um, he's dealt with what he's had to deal with. I mean, he was unlucky not to get the, the clean sheet against Southport, to be fair, but just one of them bars not to cross lads headed across him and it's went in the corner. But I mean, he wasn't really, I wouldn't say he was fully extended yesterday, was he? Not really, not that I would say. Um, but as I say, we'll, we'll get into more depth, obviously, because Mark was um, doing the commentary with me yesterday. So we'll, we'll speak to Mark more in depth about the two games. Um, but, you know, let's talk about Jed Garner as well. Wow. That's three games he's played now and he looked, I mean, he wasn't really on his game yesterday, but he still contributed. He's still grafted his knackers off, and you know, he he done the business. Um, Jack Under last three games, excellent. Nicholson, yeah, I said a couple. Of, might have been the last podcast. I'm not sure if he's a centre half, but he's he's certainly come up. He's certainly yeah, well, he's grown into the role. Uh, Callum Griffiths had a shaky start, in my opinion. But the last three games he's played well, so it's no coincidence that they're starting to find the feet and the results are come. Yeah, well, Rory has just sent a message in saying that his throwing is superb. Well, so is he's kicking as well, uh, Harrison right. Neil. Um, I mean, he's not, he's, not, he's not the biggest of lads, but what a thunderous kick he has on him. And um, thank you very much. You can have your message up on the screen as well. Just comment on this video and we can put this up. And um, we hope uh, we're coming through loud and clear. We are going to have Mark Rovers joining us very soon. And also we're going to have James Rushmore as well joining us here on the podcast. And, um, well, we've got a message from David Tron. He's put, even the lads, great week for the heed. On to Chester on Saturday. Very impressed with Jack Hunter and Alex Nicholson last night. Hashtag Hawaii the Heed. Yes, I mean, there's lots of players to come out, you know, that we can talk about. Um, I've got another message here. This one's from Roger. He's put, exactly, Harrison was not forced into great saves at all, but his defence was superb last night. As I say, we'll, yeah. we'll get in deep into the games when Mark Carruthers comes on. But um, thank you to everyone that's messaging in. You know, that's what we want. That's what the show's all about. And also, as um, if you are just joining us, this is the way we're going to be doing the podcast from now on. It will be available um, to listen to like you did in the past. Um, if, you, see, if you're not listening, uh, watching live, you can either watch it back or you can listen to an audio version of this podcast. That's uh, what we'll do as we, we always have. And... Um, as I say, uh, if you are just joining us, we are going to be doing uh, putting videos into this. We can put pictures of league tables. At the moment, we are just using the light version. And so far, so good. It, it, it seems to tick all the boxes of what we want to do with the podcast. And also, as I say, we can have up to 10 people on uh, at any one time. Uh, probably a little bit too much for, <laughs> for everyone to watch. But if we're going to have people like that, I think it'll be great. Um, but 
as I say, we, we are going to be joined by Mark Rivers very shortly, but we do have one message. This one's from Arvid, all the way in Norway. But even my friends, glad to see the team is gelling nicely and what a lovely pair you are. Uh, <laughs> that, goes, that goes without seeing Arvid. Yes, I know. We're absolutely beautiful. We're, we're just based ourselves on Arvid, really, didn't we? Well, um, as I say, Mark Rovers did appear, ready to come on, but he's disappeared, so hopefully he'll come back in uh, very shortly and we'll get him on. But do keep sending messages. And what I was going to say is before that is that we'll be broadcasting on YouTube as well and any comments put on the YouTube stream as well, we'll be able to bring up on screen here as well. And uh, anyway, any, any messages or things like, you know, like say if we're doing a uh, broadcast live from the Gated Stadium, we can go like that and have it you know so we can do all things like that um all right okay well mark said our voice sounded weird on his um hopefully i'll try and turn the mics down and hopefully it can come back on and i'll just say try again so hopefully mark will be with us shortly if me and mickey just ease back from the mics a little bit to say this is new technology we are trying our best and hopefully it can work when we get mark on and um that's just yes. our voices it certainly is the great on some people. I know that. Um, so, uh, you know, welcome. Uh, see, hopefully, everyone is enjoying the stream thus far. But we are going to be having James Rushmore and Mark Rowers join on. We were going to have Bernard McWilliams, but unfortunately, he's got an ear infection and wasn't feeling completely up to it. So, hopefully, we'll add Mark in. Hello there, Mark. Hi. Hello there. I'll just. I you said you he was going to make yourself respectable. Uh, he did say to me he was going to try and scrub up for the stream. But uh, <laughs> how are you doing, Mark? You're uh, you're still sounding a bit uh, echoey here, Dave. Oh, echoey. Uh, well, hopefully that'll it'll it'll, it'll, it'll fix itself because there's an an echo thing on it. But you sound more <laughs> on my end. I'll turn the volume All down. Right. Um, Mark, as I say, we, we covered the two games this week. Um, some phenomenal performances. Um, two contrasting games, but ultimately the same result. Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at um, if you go further back and, and go to the last four games, it's uh, you know take away Brackley, the the two two draw. If you think if kids could have held on and taken three points from that, you're looking at four four consecutive wins at uh, at home. It would have been a perfect sort of retort to the the spell that came before that when there were you know points dropped. And I think when you look across the season as a whole, and a number of the players and, and management have said this that they. They felt that games that they have lost, the likes have filed, they deserve to take at very least a point from them. So I think, you know, at the moment there is momentum building, there's clearly confidence building. I think we saw that um, last night, beating a very good Gloucester side. But I just think there's there's something coming together now. There's a bit more of a pattern to the player. There's there's more uh, cohesion between everyone. You've, you've seen that front three uh, really starting to knit after, you know, really the, I suppose Saturday was the first time we really got a chance to see them. So um, it, it does feel as if something's coming together now. And I think credit to Mike and Ian Watson um, for sort of sticking at it. You know, the, I think we've said before privately and on uh, on the podcast that they have took a little bit of stick this season, um, but they, they've kept true to what they, they believe in. And uh, that takes a lot of strength. It would have been easy for them to, to change their methods and change their way of thinking and, um, but they haven't done that, and it's what worked last season. They, they kept trying to evolve the side last season, and I think you're just seeing the next step in that uh, evolution this season. So hopefully, you know, tough game Saturday, um, but I think there's a lot of positives to take into it, and as difficult as Saturday will be, um, you wouldn't rule anything out at the moment. 
Yeah, and and one thing I mean, we've we've mentioned it a few times as well is that it, on paper it isn't the strongest team out there at the moment, and they're performing. So for those players to get back in now is going to be you know it's going to be an ask because nobody at the moment you could say could be dropped at the moment or you know that would say it's had a bad performance of late. So the competition for places is unreal at the moment. Well, I think we said last night in the commentary, didn't we, that you look at you know Macaulay Longstaff, uh, Langstaff, sorry, hasn't done too much wrong. He, he was dangerous going forward and gave us a bit of pace up top and probably consider himself slightly unfortunate not to be in the starting lineup. But the problem now is that the, the three players in front of him are all playing well. I thought Jordan Preston had another good game last night, um, albeit one where it didn't quite happen in terms of goal scoring opportunities. Uh, Jordan Cook's getting stronger every game. And uh, obviously, Jack Garner, again, it didn't really happen for him last night, but uh, you can see, see he's still got that presence up there. So um, you need competition for places, and I think that's the same right the way through the side. We are seeing uh, a number of players who still aren't available. You know, we shouldn't forget the likes of Elliot Forbes and, of course, the, the manager himself as well. He could uh, feasibly be having to leave himself out the starting lineup when he does get fit. So there is competition for places. One of the biggest ones, and I know we'll probably discuss them in a moment, is is the goalkeeper. You know, you look at yeah. Harrison Mails come in and, and look very confident. And uh, whenever Monty is fit again, I think he's going to have a, a bit of a battle on his hands, which is all positive. Yeah, I mean, I was speaking to Mickey off air, um, I think it was yesterday, and he said about has Mike Williamson stumbled across a gem of a team that he, he probably would never have considered at the beginning of the season? Um, possibly. Possibly, yeah. I mean, again, we, we think, I think we, we, we said again on the commentary, and I think I've said it to other people as well. And in fact, I said it to Mike after the game last night that you wouldn't have thought Danny Greenfield would have been a regular inside this season. But do you know what? He looks as if he's just getting better with every game. Yeah. Um, and, and I think last night was a, a bit of a reward, as fortunate as the, uh, the sort of end part of the goal was. You know, it was a great connection, but it's just a little bit of a reward for him for for the continuous progression that he's made this season. If anything, he's maybe sort of been sort of the the sign for the team. You know, the team have improved as, as they've got on and, and Danny Greenfield's done the same. He's the, um, but even in last night's game, he grew into the game. I mean, he, he did. He, a bit non-existent in the first half and then obviously he gets the winner, but he grew into the game as the game went on, as a lot of players did, because obviously the first half performance was not as good as the second half. But yeah. He, he doesn't give up, and that's something that's refreshing to see. Well, I think we were, you know, probably two minutes away from talking about what we had for tea last night in that first half, weren't we? It wasn't, it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the greatest <laughs> first half I've ever seen. But um, sometimes you get games like that, especially in this league. It's it's a very tough league, and it's a very, um, it is a league where you do have to grind out results every now and then. Um, but what we did see is kind of two sides to get said last night. You, you saw. Um, that battle inside in the first half where they had to scrap for everything. Um, but then you saw the second half where they started playing the patterns, you know, the, the link-up play started working. Um, and I just thought that will take them far this season. There are a lot of teams in this league that will can only do one side of the game, whereas Gator can do two. Um, and you will find the teams that can do more than that, uh, more than one, will be the ones that will end up top, you know, top well, seven. As you can probably see on the screen, now, we've got a message from Andy Mason, and he, he talks about Jack Hunter and on about the, the team being able to play in different ways. It, it hasn't changed that much, but he's tweaked the defence to the point where Jack Hunter's that sweeper role just in front of the, 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 the back two, but you can drop back into the back three when we're defending. 
and it seems to be working an absolute treat at the moment because the amount of headers that he won and interceptions that he made and then just distributing the ball to get things started again was just absolutely a joy to watch in the last two games. Yeah, I spoke to Jack after the game last night and there should be a piece coming out um, on his sort of outlook of himself and, and his progression uh, during his two spells with the club and he talks a little bit about his release from Newcastle and uh, obviously his year at Spartans last year. But I think what you're saying is a, a more mature Jack Hunter um, and I think that's a sign of the responsibility that's been given to him because if, if you look at this, this Gateside side at the minute, so with, with Ollie and Greenfield in midfield with him, um, his role is very much the anchor. He's got to stay there and do the dirty work and allow them to get further forward and support the three the three forwards. By the same token, when Gateside's under pressure, he's then got to drop back into that, that back four and kind of almost make the back five, which of course he has played in before. Um, yeah. I just think he, he, at the moment he is one of Gateside's key players, but bizarrely, doesn't get spoken about a lot. So maybe performances like last night mm-hmm. will bring him to the fore and people will maybe appreciate what he does a little bit more because I think at the moment he, he maybe gets overlooked because there are people who, um, there are players, I should say, who are doing the, the prettier work, if you want to call it that. Well, so we got a message earlier on from Sam about Jed Garner, the hat-trick hero last Saturday, and um, he put in a very similar performance last night. He, he, he dropped deep, try and lay the ball off, and then he'd sprint and get himself back up to the front line. But those finishes on Saturday were... Um, fantastic and I think I said here off air I can't remember a striker um, hitting the ball first time in the box since John Shaw um, we've had a lot of good strikers but a lot of them like to take that extra touch well I think it's one of those with the striker it, it shows that he's got um, belief in his own ability um, you know he, he backs himself to to get shots away and what, what I loved on Saturday and he, and he did it last night just the shots got blocked was the fact that the minute he got that first touch in his first first thought wasn't kind of laid off somewhere or kind of, you know, who can I bring into play? It was kind of get a shot away. And that shows just how confident the young lad he is. Um, yeah. Now, it's going to be interesting it's to see what happens. It's a sign of a good striker as well, isn't it? It is. Absolutely is. Because I, I just think the interesting thing now with, with Jed is what happens with him. You know, Willie, as we are looking now, Saturday should be his last game for the club. Um, you know, he is due to go back. Back the fleet. Well, his loan deal ends at the start of December. So, um, but fingers crossed, something will happen. Um, and and I'm sure if if they can keep him, he will be a massive uh, <laughs> a massive asset. Yeah, everything crossed on that one because I do think he is he is a number nine. Simple as that. You know, you look at Jordan Preston. Um, you look at Jordan Cook, Macaulay Langstaff. They aren't what well, our class is number nines. They are sort of forwards, if you want to call them that, or wingers. Um, yeah. As talented as all three players are, they aren't, they aren't number nine. So I think to have uh, someone who can act as kind of a, a front man and allow the, th- the three players support him just to, to work around him, as we saw so effectively on Saturday, he uh, will be essential. And I've got no doubt the club will want to keep him. Um, and, and fingers crossed they can. I certainly yeah. hope so. I mean, it's, uh, he's, he's become, the, like you've said, he's become the focal point now. And that it's it's no it's no coincidence that he's come in and results in performances are picked up because the likes of the Greg Ollies and Jordan Preston and the Jordan Cook are picking up and finding him, and he's bringing players into the into the into the attacking play as well. So he's absolutely, I think, he would be essential to at least keep until at least January. Yeah, I, I think 
am I right in saying that his hat trick on Saturday was scored in the space of about seven seven minutes? I think it was. Yeah, because so, he scored just before half time and then yeah. just, just after, wasn't it? So it was a crazy spell that's really taken the game out of out of reach for Southport. And then, of course, two minutes later, wins a penalty as well. So yeah, um, that shows what he can do. We shouldn't forget he is still a very young lad, still you know finding his feet at, at this level. But th- there's definite ability there. And and as I say, I think the fact that he is a number nine and clearly an out and out number nine is uh, would make it um, very important if the club can't keep him. Or if they can't, you know, because we, we should say that that could happen. Fleetwood or his parent club, they could, they could take him back, go out and find someone who is another number nine who can, can do similar, a similar wow. role. Well, David Telford sent us a message. He's put, Jed reminds me of a certain uh, Henry. I don't know if it's Thierry or Alicia. <laughs> oh, um, no. I'm guessing it's Alicia. I'm guessing it's definitely Thierry. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Alicia because she's costing me fortunes at the moment. So yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Kids are going without <laughs> presents this Christmas anyway. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> but, you know I don't know I think, how she. Um... <laughs> Talking um, last night, you know what happened with that goal? Because when I looked on it, as it took the deflection, I was a keeper. I just made a complete cock up. Well, um, I, I think we were saying last night that. The grass looked slick. It looked as if there was a, um, and, and I, th- I think I could be wrong. Maybe the way Danny's connected with the ball, the way it hit the turf, it's almost gone like a, a spin bowler in, uh, in cricket, and it's it's just maybe span away from the keeper. Um, yeah. Just to make a quick point, I did make this in, in commentary. Uh, Harrison Mail had to deal with a very similar shot in the last minute last night, and what he's done well is he's got his body in line with the ball. And he's got his whole body behind the ball as well, so it would have been easy for him to do a similar thing to what to what the keeper did, who obviously has good caliber because he's from. It was in Manchester City, oh, Manchester, David, yeah, Manchester, yeah. Um, you know, it is the keeper's fault. There's no doubt about it. But credit to Harrison because he's uh, he's got his technique right as a goalkeeper. And uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think it's taken a bit of a, a spin yeah. and maybe just deceived them a little bit. Initial initial thought, it seemed to like hit his chest and his hands at the same time. They just they just skimmed into the back of the net. But um, just before we, Dicker, we let you... Dicker, sorry, Dicker was sorry. saying that um, uh, one of their coaches said that the keeper chucked it in. He actually caught it, but then let it slip in through his hands. Yeah. Which it must have been a very quick throw if that was the case. But um, we've got a message from Rory. I don't know how true this is, but apparently Jed's contract runs out in January, and uh, we, we pinch him to be great. But then again, he's putting in the performances and we've had players in the past on loan who have been due to run out of um, contract and had their contracts extended because of the performances they're putting in. So it's always a, a, a double-edged sword when you, you want to get a player, but he performs so well. So yeah. th- there's always that worry. You've got but, to look um, at Josh and Jake, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the, the big thing here is that you know we need to look at this from Fleetwood Town's point of view. Why why have they sent them out on loan? They want them to get game time. Uh, they want them to get... Uh, to get amongst the goals, and he's doing that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he earns himself an extended contract until the end of the season, um, and, and maybe does stay with Gateshead for at least another month. Um, that's not based on anything. Don't get excited by that. It's uh, yeah. that is just me pure guesswork at the moment. But, yeah. uh, um, there, there is no doubt that he could. Um, he, he would. He would be an asset, wouldn't he? Let's be honest. Certainly would. Well, uh, Andy Mason's put Harrison Mail has been very impressive since coming in, and he'd be very unlucky to lose his place when Monty is back fit. 
I don't think it's a given that he'd come straight back in if he carries on the way he is. You know, if if a keeper's in form, you'd be, have to be very unlucky to be dropped. Um, so, but on the other hand, good, yeah, it's a good thing for the manager to have two goalkeepers, two good goalkeepers battling it out like we used to have between Hanford and Monty a few seasons ago. David, do you want to stop now and go through the latest results from tonight? <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Okay. Um, what, what about what about the pitch? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> apologies to That's it. Um, yeah. Uh, look. Saucer milk table too. <laughs> <laughs> um, look. Let's be honest. Harrison's come in and he's done everything that's been asked of him. Um, Saturday probably deserved a clean sheet. He made a number of. Um, I wouldn't say he made made outstanding saves, but he made the sort of saves that you expect a goalkeeper to make, and he made them with minimal fuss. Uh, one thing I would say is distribution, again, mentioned this last night, his distribution is as good as I've seen at this level. You know, it's um, I love the fact he tried to get the play restarted early when he had the ball in hand. He always mm-hmm. loves to get people in behind because he kicked that well. Um, and I think last night he continued that on from Saturday. He kept his first, first clean sheet. Um you couldn't really ask any more. There will be bigger tests. I know it sounds daft because, yeah. you know, he's just beaten a team that are, are top of the league, but there will be bigger tests to come and it'll be, uh, it'll be, uh, I know Man City will win, Andy, if that helps. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I've just uh, seen that. It's, um, yeah. There'll be teams that he'll go up against that will go big against them and they'll have two big, powerful front men and they'll lump the ball in the area. Then the emphasis comes on the defence to protect them. Um, yeah. and, I, and I hope, if you don't mind in a moment, we can talk about one of those defenders because um, I think he certainly deserves some recognition. But yeah. the back four last night and Jack Hunter protected him so well and they did the same on Saturday and they'll have to continue doing that. Yeah, and uh, well, see, I think you were alluding to Alex Nicholson. Um, he looks an out-and-out central defender at the moment. He, he's he's, and he's yeah. movement, Growing. his distribution. I've seen Alex play since he was in, in Newcastle's academy when he was in the under-17s, 18s and, and upwards to 23s and he was always a wing-back or, or a, a full-back I couldn't say that I've ever saw him becoming a centre-back if I'm being perfectly honest unless it was in an emergency but he played there during the playoffs we shouldn't forget that he did a very good job there and that was a, I think that was his part of a three with, with Mike and with uh, Jay Cooper but in the last two games and, and you know, sort of beyond that, we've seen him play as in a two. What I like about him is that he's playing um, almost the lead role in defence. He's the one taking command. He's the one bossing people. And um, and I, I did say last night that I've only ever thought of Alex as one of the younger members of a squad, but now he looks like he's a leader in there and he's taking responsibility. And, and, and Mike Williamson pointed that out after the game because I, I asked his opinion on his recent improvement and you know, let's be honest, at the moment, he could keep Mike out of the team um, yeah. and would deserve to keep Mike out of the team as well, if we're being totally honest. But one of the key things that he does do is that he keeps the um, he keeps the, the, the player moving because he's so comfortable on the ball. You know, he can pass it out and he can, he can work out from the back, which is a way Gator like the player, let's be honest, in yeah. an ideal world. Yes, first half yesterday, they did go a bit direct too quickly. But second mm-hmm. off, the remedy did that, and they got the ball on the floor, and they grew in the game, and they got the goal because of that. So, I think Alex's position in the team now is 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 
he is again, and I mentioned this before about Jack Hunter, but he is one of the most important players. Yeah, he's uh, so he's just been so phenomenal. He's going to learn from everybody. He's going to be mate, isn't he? Yeah, perfect absolutely. person to learn from. Well, um, Andy Mason's asked if you've got any information how long Mike's uh, injury is. Is it long term? Or but I believe he's been training. I've seen photos of him training on the Gateshead social media. Yeah, I don't think it's long term, but I think what you may be seeing is the the form of Alex Nicholson and Jay Cooper has possibly just given him a bit more breathing space to come back and and just giving him time to you know not rush back. I think there were times last season when players had to be sort of rushed yeah. back, but the, the luxury of what's happening at the moment is that um, you know. He can take his time getting fit and and not not really be forced to put himself straight back on the side. I dare say the same is the same with um, it's the same with Elliot Forbes. Yeah, well, it's, uh... Elliot Forbes must be a more long term one. Yeah, I don't think he's too far away either. Um, I thought Elliot was one of the players of the season last season, and it'd be it'd be good to see him back um, again. Another one who's going to face a battle again inside. But all of a sudden, from what a few weeks ago, where we were talking about. You know, is the squad strong enough? You're now thinking that there's competition all over the place. Um, and what I do like as well, uh, there's a number of players who can do different different roles in the side. So we talk about Nicholson can play as a right wing back, can play uh, as a centre back. Now you've got Jack Hunter who can play at the back. He can, you know, probably play as a wing back as well. I dare say, and playing centre midfield. So there are players who can play a number of roles. So that just adds to the uh, to the mix. It certainly does. It's um, it's, it's quite exciting moving forward. Uh, obviously, two tough games coming up. Chester away and Darlington away. Um, Darlington have their FA Cup game this weekend as well, don't they? So, you always kind of hope that they, they'll get a thumping and uh, they're down in the dumps when you come to play them. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be... Um, it's definitely going to be a tough two games. Uh, but, having said that, we've just played two very tough games. So, we're in the mindset of taking on these teams. Yeah, I think Saturday is an interesting one with Chester because they are there or thereabouts in terms of the playoffs. Uh, it's a very different Chester we, we'll see this season. Uh, a lot of changes in the summer. and I think that I read there's a number of players playing for free um, or as mm-hmm. close to free as they can, yeah. uh, be, being semi-pros. Wednesday against Darlington is going to be a, a difficult one. Um, Alan Armstrong has built a very, very good attack-minded side. Um, Sunday, you know, Best of luck to them on Sunday. It'd be great to see yeah. the North East non-league side into into the third round of the FA Cup. And and I really like Alan. He's, he's a good bloke. And I think when I look at the the forwards that he's got, you know, you, you look Charmins, you Dan Maguire's, you uh, they've got Jarrett Rivers there. You've got um, Tyron Neal that's just taken on loan from Middlesbrough. Uh, Adam Campbell's there, of course, former Gateshead. So yeah, they've, they've got a lot of attack and threat. Uh, so I think that's going to be a it's going to be a cracking game on Wednesday. One thing to note: Darlington um, are without a point at home this season, so they'll want to put that right uh, next Wednesday. Oh, don't say that; you know what will happen now. <laughs> but, um, Mark, before you go, I'll get it right. Sunderland Echo is your <laughs> your version of this, where you're talking about everything in Northeast non-league football. Give it a plug. Yeah, so the Sunderland Echo Northern Goal Show uh, out uh, every Tuesday. So it's myself and two guests. Uh, looking at the goals uh, and the action from from the weekend, um, we'll be back next Tuesday. And there's not many games, is it? Let's be honest. No. Um, so we'll have the action from from Chester against Gateshead. Uh, we'll have the action from Spennymoor's game, and uh, hopefully, if we can get the permission, uh, Darlington's FA Cup game at Bristol Rovers. Um, the guests uh, will very much depend on how Darlington get on. I dare say we'll we'll have to get some. I watched the show the other day, and uh, Dom Skurs looking like Shaggy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, 
um, Dom, to be fair, you know, obviously he was a massive part of what happened at Gateshead and um, yeah. played played a massive part in keeping the club going. And I, and I don't think that'll ever ever be forgotten. But doing a wonderful job for the Hartlepool Mail now, um, covering Hartlepool United. He's had, you know, he's had a season and a half of it now, and he's had a lot to go through um, yeah. at Darlington. A lot of changes. Uh, sorry, at Hartlepool. Um, there's a mistake you don't want to make, isn't it? It's not partly going down, but more of an echo when it's an echo. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> which I've done yeah. many a time. Fair, fair play to Don because he's uh, he's doing a great job down there, and uh, but he, he still keeps an eye for the heat. Yeah, he certainly does. Well, Mark, it's been a pleasure as ever, and it's always a pleasure to do the commentary with you. And um, let's see, are you going down to Chester on Saturday? Uh, I think so. I'm hoping to, um, and then I'm, well, I'm actually doing the uh, core commentary on. Darlington's. Um, oh, well, you're a good luck charm. We've been winning when you've been on. So... <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't think I've ever been called a good luck charm in my life. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll certainly do not it, what uh... his missus says. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, on that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Awesome. She's actually walked in and walked back and give it, give it that. Has that she? Oh. Uh, well, well, well. Mark goes to sort that out. We'll see. Thank you very much, and um, we'll see you soon. Oh, there we go. Well, we have got James Rushmore waiting to come on, so we'll bring him in and hopefully you can hear us all right. Hello, James. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Fantastic. And uh, what a fantastic moustache that is. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, a couple of weeks of hard work. Yeah, I wish I could grow it on my head. Yeah, I know. I'm, I will, I will go out and start to get a bald patch there, but we'll not turn it into a follically challenged podcast. Um, James, um, you're one of the men that's bringing the magic of the stream to life. Um, you're the cameraman on the match day, and um, how are you enjoying it so far? Because obviously, you you recorded the games last season, I believe, but obviously, it's a little bit different now. We're streaming them. A lot of credit for the streaming goes goes to Jack. I mean, he, he's he's kind of sourced the software and and he's there bright and early to, to get everything up and running. Uh, it's on on the video side, him and, and obviously audio. You do, God knows, you do so much. Oh, thank you, Laura. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's another one as well. There we go. The the the, the James fan clubs in full effect. <laughs> That porn star, Tosh. It is. <laughs> I'll just turn his mic up a little bit there. Can you still hear us all right? Yep. Different this season. Obviously, they can cut around the mistakes last season, but um, this season it's got to be 90 minutes of, of uh, full concentration uh, because obviously a lot of people are, are going to be watching um, and they're relying on it. I, I, I acknowledge a lot of people aren't going to be actually in the stadium this season, so um, so it's an important important thing having having the stream up. It is, and um, obviously, uh, you know, we know we're, we're incredibly privileged to be there on a match day to help bring the stream there. But it 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 it's the only words I can describe it. It's incredibly eerie, isn't it, on a match day without any fans in the crowd? I'm so privileged to, to be watching live football at the moment, um, and it's it's great to kind of get out and, and get some form of normality back into our lives by going to watch a match. Um, but it isn't the same. I mean, I think you summed it up quite nicely uh, in yesterday's match, and you said when the game was a little bit flat, we probably needed the crowd to get behind the players, and that might have lifted it a little bit earlier. 
Um, so it really isn't the same, but the, the least we can do at this moment in time is to put together the best stream possible so fans can, can watch. Yeah, and um, say that everyone's been thrown in at the deep end in the league and getting the streams up. And fortunately, Gated haven't had any, too many problems, apart from a little bit of buffering here and there. Um, but you know, th there's a lot of praise out there for the stream from away fans, and that that must be obviously for yourself, Jack, and everyone else that's higher up the stand doing the important work. It must be very satisfying for you all up there that that it went out without a glitch. Lovely, I think. You tend to only hear about the streams when it's going wrong. Um, if there is a little bit of connection issues or something like that, you'll get tons of tweets to me. And I think Jack really gets the, the brunt of it on a, on a match day. If there is any issues with it, he'll get tons of tweets coming in. Um, so it doesn't matter if we're winning, we'll get we'll get tweets coming in because people will miss goals or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, certainly I think it was the, the match on Saturday uh, that we got quite a lot of positive comments and that was really nice. Um, so it's, it's good to know that people are appreciating it and it's going down well with, with the fans. Really. Certainly is. And uh, James as well, you're helping out with uh, say that some of the um, footage that we see on away days as well, like behind the scenes, as it were. Um, are you enjoying putting those together? I mean, last season I did, I tried to get a little bit of a different perspective. I did a, a couple of tunnel cams. Um, obviously, that's not really feasible now with, um, with with all of the kind of COVID restrictions not being allowed in, inside and, and having these zones and stuff. Um, but the away days is, is a feature which um, Jack's done a couple of the videos and they've been fantastic. And, and I've kind of done a couple when he's been preoccupied on away days. And um, yeah, it totally depends on, on how kind of... Um, how the away team uh, kind of have their COVID rules set up. So if we have access to certain areas, then we can film a little bit more. And and, and it does, you do tend to get a better quality video then. But but certainly wh whatever kind of extra footage we can get out to fans who can't actually attend the match, um, it's, it's definitely an extra and we're willing to do it really. Yeah, and uh, not only with the first team, but with the ladies team, we've seen your interview the other day up with um, probably the best handlebar moustache I've seen this side of West Germany. On uh, Michael Gray there. Um, is it, how are you finding uh, covering the ladies' football at times? In the ladies' football, is um, it's, it's different to, to, to the men's. It's it's, it's it's a lot more relaxed on a Sunday. Um, it really it, it does have that kind of um, nice feel to it. The, the core kind of it's, it's the grassroots feel that we all know and love. Um, whereas the men's, the pressure's on a little bit more um, because there is the kind of the added pressure of, of say if we're in the FA Cup or something like that. Um, I guess you still do get with the ladies, but it is such a lovely group of people there. Um, and I mean, you've got people like Josh working on it and on the media side, and he's doing an absolutely fantastic job over there um, with all of all of the content he's pumping out on a, such a regular basis. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great. It's just got a really nice feel around the group, and um, it's it's really nice to, to, to be involved in as an extra thing on a Sunday. It's, it's, it's lovely. Yeah. And um, how are you dealing with the Eagles on a Sunday? Because obviously we know Alicia, she's she's the goal machine. She's the autograph machine. And um, how do you keep her in rain when it's time to give her an interview? Really? Because she might be listening. Um, I, I think um, she will. <laughs> go on asking for the goals um, to be sent through and, and things like that. So... Um, she does like talking about them once she scored them as, as well. She's she's always um, piping up about her goals and her hat tricks on the on the on an away day. Um, so it's it's all right. I do not believe that for one minute, James. I, 
At least I want to talk with ghouls. Never. No, she's, she's not there. James, people listening and watching, of course, will obviously know that that isn't a, a native northeast voice. Um, I believe you, are you from Norwich? Um, so the closest place to me is, is Kings Lynn. Um, so I grew up as a, as a Kings Lynn fan along with a Norwich fan. Um, so, yeah, primarily a Norwich fan, but I've, I've grown up watching Kings Lynn and, and it, was, it was great to kind of head down there last season and, and obviously see them go up. It would have been lovely to see Gates go up through the playoffs as well, but it wasn't to be. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I'm, I'm originally from, but I'm up there for university. So. Yeah, so you've got three teams now, obviously. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I didn't hear that. It's cut out on with there. If you could just say that again, James. Yeah, we got, well, um, Laura has put up a, a laughing face there. And um, we've got a, a mention from Mark. Uh, one second. A second, James, Alicia, going on about her goals. I know it's she's not always like that. Uh, we know. But um, I see. see um, yes. mentioned, sorry, I'll let, I'll let Mickey, if you've got a question there. No, I just I'm just quite happy listening there because uh, he insulted us on Saturday about my hair. So. <laughs> no, I'm... I've seen that too. It was very much deserved, Mickey. Um, it was, to be fair. <laughs> you mentioned earlier on, obviously, we, we can't um, avoid COVID, especially on a match day, all the regulations. And um, obviously, Gates said it's very strange and one-way system in place. Um, is it very similar at away grounds? Because obviously not everyone has a running track and uh, other big corridors to walk around to be able to put those things in place. How is it, say, when you go to like, the likes of Geisley and places like that, what's what's it actually like? Weirdly enough, it seems like uh, the international stadium is designed for a pandemic in mind, but simply because of the amount of space that we do have. Um, but obviously some of the stadiums that you go to are, are very tight, um, I mean, thinking of what we could have had potentially uh, last week with York, um, that's an incredibly small stadium with, with hardly any room to manoeuvre. Um, I think the only one that was very similar, we went to Bradford Park Avenue, which, which had a running track, um, but they were very tight with, with their um, COVID rules as well. So we were, Jack and I were kind of stuck on one side of the track, Alicia was on the other, um, all the rest of the players on the other side, and we couldn't go beyond that point. Um, so logistical reasons like it's, it's hard for filming um because you can't go and get close-ups you can't um go and chat to the players on the other side and they're warming up and things despite having to share a bus with them for a couple of hours um previous but it, yeah it's, it's weird but um you kind of you kind of crack on with it and you you, you get used to it after a while yeah it's uh yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a strange thing so good to see really i mean you just, there's nothing else you can do really it's everyone's in the same boat so yeah, and James, thing. you mentioned that you're at university. I'm, I'm guessing it's media that you're, you're studying. Communications degree. Um, so I'm just in my final year, so I'm, I'm doing my dissertation and, and things like that now. Um, but certainly, it's, it's, I think moving to the northeast is a, is it's very different to kind of where I am back home. I'm from quite a small village. Um, so moving to a, a large city was a, a big culture shock. Um, so, so having something alongside my degree that's kind of really integrated within the community as well has been has been a fantastic um, asset for my my degree and, and going forward will be will be great to have on the on the TV. And what are you, what are the aspirations when you finished your degree then? 
that was my next question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, certainly working at, um, at Gateshead certainly made my uh, aspirations kind of firm to be to be in football somehow. Um, I think having a career doing something which doesn't necessarily feel like a job um, is the ultimate goal in life. Um, so if you, if you get a career out of football somehow, then and, and you're a football fan, then you're you're winning. Um, so I've, I've done some work uh, prior with, uh, with with obviously Gateshead, but, but York and um, and Norwich as well. So so all of them experiences together have kind of um, made my my kind of wishes to working in football in some aspect um, certain. And probably the most important question, I'm sure that all the viewers want to know. Are you going to keep the tash? Sure, really. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see what it's like in a couple of days. We've got a couple of days left, um, but it's a possibility. I might keep it when I go home just to show the family, um, and then after that, come on. Like a young Peter Cook, isn't he? He is. It's uh, see how. It... I don't have. To, I mean, I've got a bit of growth there, but I haven't got it as thick as uh, young James there. He's got a thick one on him, Mickey. His took a fortnight on mine and he took six days Three weeks growth here, I'm still baby faced Um, (laughs) Bit fat faced at the minute But in a couple of months time, you'll not see us on this camera, I'll be dead skinny Um, But (laughs) hopefully, hopefully More to the point, James, how much have you enjoyed the North East anyway? Um, I think in terms of what the people are like, it's people are so friendly up here. Um, it's it's crazy. I think that big cities get a bad rap for kind of having um, people keep themselves to themselves and, and things like that. But um, I couldn't have asked for more in terms of moving somewhere away from home uh, for the first time. Just because it's been fantastic. Everyone's been lovely. Um, the the city as a whole, um, it's it's been fantastic to live in. Um, and it's definitely somewhere where I'd want to live after university, not just stop off. Um, it's, it's somewhere where I'd want to stay uh, post uni as well. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, well, James, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, keep up the sterling work on the camera and uh, everything else that you do behind the scenes. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, doing a grand job, James. <laughs> Good, cheers. Thank you. Bye. There we go. Hey, I tell you what, um, I've been, I've enjoyed this one tonight. It's good. As, it's, it brings a different element to it when you can see people when you're talking to them. And uh, I couldn't hear somebody's interview there, though. I think, uh, I, I, obviously, it's, it's the first time we've done it. I think it might be the Bluetooth headphones might have been a slight delay. And think I don't know. We're guessing. But apart from that, fantastic. It's been very enjoyable. Yeah. And so if you are just joining the stream late, this is going to be the new way we do the Heat Army podcast. It's going to be broadcast on Facebook uh, and YouTube. It isn't on YouTube tonight. When we get the subscription screen up, we will be able to do that. And we'd also be able to play out five-minute video clips, adverts, interviews, and uh, everything in between. So that'd be fantastic. And also, we'd be able to bring up images. And also, you may have seen throughout this, we've put up um, people's messages. So if you're watching on YouTube and you put a comment, we can put it up on screen like we can with the Facebook comments. That's up there now at the moment. So, yeah, it's fantastic. And also, as well, just having a little... um, Thing. We can, we will be able to change and get rid of the um, thing in the corner. See, sponsored by Streamyard. That'll be our logo in future. We can change how messages appear on the screen. Lots of things, and uh, so hopefully we can 
bring this podcast here and make it just a little bit more better and also as well it opens it up easier to get guests on like we've had mark like we've had james who are fantastic both of them and we thank them very much for coming on but this is how we want to move forward and we hope that you're enjoying it and embrace it and hopefully we can get you on as well we'd love to have everybody on and i believe there's another comment that's come in this one's from sam but the ladies review hosted by jack with alicia and michael gray was really good to watch and they say that's um there's some good things on as well in that mark walton i think yeah i mean if you um go if please do follow the club i mean when we're not uh officially anything to do with the club we help out where we can obviously we help with the, the commentary which is a you know, a privilege to do to help get the game to people. But please do follow the club's social media, follow the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, follow it all. You get some fantastic content. And also as well, the, the club shop is going to have some new things on them. And hopefully we're going to have Tracy Wilson on. I did try to get her on tonight, but she said she wants to wait until the stock has arrived and it's available on the website. We're going to put an advert on here as well for the products um, when we can. Uh, to help you know every little helps uh, for pushing things for the club and also as well tracy thanked me for giving out the uh advertisement on the commentary because she said she was very busy on saturday night with the orders so that's very positive isn't it Excellent. it certainly is and uh, well we've got about 10 minutes left Um just looking forward to the games there i mean i know mark mentioned about darlington not having picked up a point at home this season um or only a point that is kind of be <laughs> Sod's law, isn't it? It is, I. Uh, uh, hopefully, considering I was looking on Twitter last night, was a Darlington fan having a go, and uh, the assistant manager Darren Darren Holloway had a go back. So, yeah, I seen that. That was pretty sad. Um, you know, with the way things are and the COVID and you know stop start nature, and also they've got a cup run, and it's very important for clubs, especially Darlington, yeah. to get money like any football club at this level, and if things aren't going fantastic i'm sure you know the performances they've been putting in if they put them into the league they'll rocket up the league um very soon but dave allen sent us a message there great show thank you very much um another, got another one here fingers crossed all goes well and us uh west peterborough exiles uh will get to the lemon a week on saturday fingers crossed for that It'd be very nice if you can get to the game if it's tier two down there um let's see i i've give up guessing uh you just don't know what's going to happen but um, yeah, but uh, still time for people to send the messages. You can tweet us. We'd be on tier three, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't hold any uh, aspirations for fans being able to get in just yet, sadly. Um, but if you do want to message us, message us on here on just below this uh, live stream. Um, be fantastic. Also, as well, if you are just join us, we are going to be putting the audio version of this on um, the internet, so you'll be able to get it in all the places you'd normally get the um, the stream from uh, the the audio version of this but um we're hoping you're enjoying this and um john lavericks put i think mickey's went blind is mickey constipated smile two wins in a row (laughs) (laughs) well yes john he doesn't know the half of it does he wasn't Uh, don't imply me and uh, I know your back area anyway any well but um <laughs> Sam's but do you know the the ladies first fixture back and who is against it's I don't... the Newton Aircliff on December the 6th and then it's Rear United on the 13th of December yeah 
And um, David Tron is put, would you recall Blackett from Lewin uh, if we can't get another striker? Uh, interesting question. It's a very good mm. question, David. It's it is. Uh, I couldn't answer it at the minute. I couldn't answer that at the moment. I, I'm, I don't know. I've never seen the best of Blackett. You know, obviously he scored goals at Whitby last year. He's scoring goals at Blythe now. You could argue the case, yes. But um, I think from what I've seen of him, he isn't that number nine out-and-out striker that we need compared to Garner. I don't think it would be a, a very good replacement when the way we're playing now. And then, you know, but that's, I could be completely wrong. He could come in and score a, a you know, a load of goals, but would he want to come back? He's been shipped out a few times. There's all these questions, all these variables. So, um... I like Blackett. I, I, I might be in a small minority, but I think he's a he's a good player. Well, we've got a message from Joey. He's put is Monty still injured? Uh, he was still on crutches okay. the other night. So, uh, I believe he might be out for a while. So, um, hopefully not. But then again, as I say, when he gets back, he'll have to push uh, Harrison Mail for that number one shirt. Uh, they get in the side and start, and uh, the messages are flowing in now. Um, he's put might not uh, might not be heed related, but good to see former striker Danny Johnson doing well. Late Norian scoring a hat trick, he seems to be absolutely flying at the minute, doesn't he? Oh, he's not the goals in left, right, and centre. I mean, uh, Ryan Bowman got his first, um, yeah, Ryan Bowman <laughs> got his first hat trick uh, last night as well. Did he? Yeah. He is. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's scoring yeah. goals. Um, we've got another message from Joey. Uh, Mill conceded one and two. Surely has to stay. Well, on that form, um, you know, until till he has a bad game or drops of clangor, which sadly happens to goalkeepers, in te- not intentionally, but you know, you would think that he's got more than a chance of keeping his spot if um, Monty is fit. So um, yeah, we've got about five minutes left. Well, to Monty to dislodge him, really. It certainly is, and um, well, we've got a few minutes left. But uh, Mickey, I've, I've enjoyed this one. It's 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 a change, but I think it's uh, been a been a success so far. And of course, once we get the full subscription, we'll be able to do a lot more on here yeah. and make it um, like you know, a bit, a bit a more successful live test, really, hasn't it? It certainly has. And um, thank you to everyone that's watched and uh, dipped in and uh, liked and commented. You've still got time to comment. Um, well, I've got one second, and he's put rumours that DJ is being looked at by Sunderland. So, well, really? he's he's putting in the performances, isn't he? Um, he's had a few moves, so good luck to the lad. Um, you know, you never know. You could see him. Uh, sure, didn't they sign someone from Hollywood who was on loan at us? Was it Josh uh, No, Mitch. Mitchell. No, Mitchell signed the same uh, someone from Hollywood. I can't think of his name. Is it Stefano? Joy was on loan with us. Yeah, might might be, might be. Um, but uh, we'll find out sure, for the next. Yep, yeah, and um, really enjoying the new concept of the show. Thank you, Sam. Um, see, we we thought as we had a little look about the um. Fortunately, uh, sponsors Northern Print Solutions um have you know agreed to sponsor us again for another year. I think it's the seventh or eighth year. So a massive thank you. We wouldn't be able to do things like this without their help. Um, yeah. you know, it's it's just been phenomenal. But um, what yeah, we. Right? Oh, I haven't even checked. They drew two-two last night, didn't they? And that's what's kept yeah. us sick in the league currently. But um, yeah, we just we just hope that we can you know push the show further. And once we get the full subscription, and we can do a lot more and 
as I say, at the moment, we're at 292 shows. This is the 292nd show. Since we went to Spreaker, that is, we're probably a little bit higher because we did it on another, we did it on Newstream many years ago, but we'll, we'll scrap them ones because they were awful. But uh, <laughs> we're fast, fast approaching the third uh, 300th broadcast, which is, you know, hopefully we may be able to get some good guests on for that one if we can. It would be something uh, special if we can't, you know, celebrate that because when we did the 100th one, we did it live from the three tons. Uh, John Laverick, Jed is out of contract in January at Fleetwood. Is this true? Jordan Cook is a quality addition. Well, apparently so. Where Mark seemed to uh, state that that was true about the contract, but as we mentioned in the conversation with Mark, you, know, you always fear when a player comes in and does that well, will he get a contract extension? Will we be able to maybe sign him? Who knows? Or will he be loaned back out or moved to another level? You just don't know. I'd love to think he would get a, a contract himself and we could keep it till the end of the season. That would be fantastic. And I totally agree with uh, John there about George Cook. He's been... Yeah. I think, I think I think the best is still yet to come from him as well. And, um, well, we've got another message from Sam. Not sure if you know uh, any truth that Gloucester's manager left uh, before the game, left before a game against him. He did. Um yes. And I don't know the circumstances behind that. I know they didn't arrive till six o'clock, so I don't know if it was when he when the bus was due to leave that the bomb was dropped. But it was uh, certainly in the afternoon that it was um, announced that he was going to be going to Chesterfield. And to be honest, it's a, a massive job to take on that. It's a league league one club all day, and whoever gets that job right there is going to be a hero, and you know get that club flying up the leagues. You know, um, there is much money as what. Uh... Gloucester's given another debate now. Oh, well, Andy Mason's the man with the information. He's put as Josh Hawkes, uh, that Sunderland of Saint yeah. from Hawkesville. He was on loan at Dunstan. All oh, right. Ah, I, so thought he, I thought I could have swore we had him on loan. Uh, well, we got it wrong on that one. Um, well, well, Mickey. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you to everyone that's messaged in. We hope you've enjoyed this. We hope you enjoy if you're going to watch it back. Um, and uh, as I say, hopefully um, early next month, we will have the full subscription and we can add a few bells and whistles to this and uh, say get lots of people on. And um, one second, we've got one message. This is the last message here uh, from Dave Edwards. Uh, fingers crossed, fans returning, depending on tears. Rich ground with the lads uh, for visiting on a wet, cold December evening. Guys, the is very open to the elements for me. So is the, so is the Gateshead Stadium. I was going to say, Gateshead Stadium in July is open to the elements. Oh, uh, God. Oh, I don't know. Out of the current grounds. No, oh, I don't know. I think there's a few. I've already been there. Yeah. But um, there's, a, there's, a few, there's a few grounds that aren't exactly the, 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 the fine away day that you would like to go to. And Joey, uh, it's a good new format, lads. Well, thank you very much. Hopefully, we to can. To be honest, add... we haven't been to a game, so just any game would be good. I didn't care when, if it was a cold, wet December. I, I can't wait for fans to be in the stadium, and because you know it's it's nice doing the commentary and when you score a goal, but it's not the same when you haven't got the roar of the crowd behind when Gateshead score a goal. It's it's just one of those things. But uh, Mickey, we'll wrap it up there and uh, say Mark Walton's put it was freezing at the stadium last night. Uh, we'll be doing this next week and um, well, we'll line up a few guests as well because it's been a success and uh, thank you everyone that's listened and thank you Mickey Thank you very much Davey, thanks for having us and uh, thanks to everyone who was listening and to John Larrick Yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, Mickey's constipation has eased and on that note, we'll let him get to the toilet <laughs> Bye
the preparation of your tooth. 